This is the Gambling Gauchos. What is up, everybody? Welcome in, Texas Tech fans and fans from across the Big 12. Fun Saturday of college football. Um, Rob, give me a second here. I'm sending you an invite. Need to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor of Gauchos After Dark, Barnett Howard & Williams Law Firm, bhwlawfirm.com. And they told me to tell y'all that they get credit for the win today because they emotionally hedged and picked Texas, minus 6.5. So we're giving all credit to the dub in Lubbock today, to Barnett Howard & Williams. Want to talk about a bunch of other games across the Big 12 today as well because there are some good ones. Uh, as well as West Virginia on Thursday night, getting a rivalry win over Virginia Tech. Rob, how's it going, man? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, uh, Adrian Martinez didn't write back, though. He's back. They wrote him off, but he didn't write back. <laughs> he did not write back. Good grief. What a game. Yeah. That, that third and forever run that he had up the middle and then to the sideline. Ice the game. Yeah. Man. Badass. What a win for them. I mean, like, I, I was shocked. I mean, I, I'm, I'm among those who wrote them off after the two-lane debacle last week. Um, hope we have some K-State fans in here. But, man, what a bounce-back win in Norman. Top 10 Oklahoma team. And not the first time Kleiman has done that, um, coming off a bad loss and then bouncing back against OU. So, um, you know, it's funny – the Big 12 goes 2-0 and against the SEC today, and they stuck Tech versus K-State at 11 a.m. on ESPN Plus next weekend. And those are the two teams that are 1-0 and in Big 12 play. <laughs> Can't make it up. Strong. Uh, well, where do you want to start? You want to go in chronological order and start Thursday with West Virginia, Virginia Tech? Yeah, but I don't really want to spend a bunch of time on that game because – it is what it is. Virginia Tech looked awful. They're bad. They're bad. Um, they they lost Old Dominion for a reason. Um, but, you know, hey, West Virginia, they win a rivalry game, a Power 5 game on the road. Um, it has to count for something. And, and their loss to Kansas, while not great, is looking better by the day. So, I, you know, I guess I'm – I'm I'm curious about that game and that outcome because I'm I'm wondering what the bottom of the Big Twelve is and, and who that is and how bad is the bottom of the Big Twelve. And I don't know. It's looking like whoever the tenth place team is still might be a tough out. Yeah, I was just thinking that. No there's not really a there's not really a bottom of the Big Twelve. I don't know that there's a top. Who who's the best team in the Big Twelve today and who's the worst? If you if you had if I Stuck a stick in your back and said, who's the best, who's the worst? Uh, I'm fairly comfortable saying West Virginia is the worst, but. Yeah. I, I mean, is Kansas State back on top? No. I Well, I, I guess I'd put Oklahoma State at the top right now just based on, like, resume. Yeah. Because they've avoided the, like, the other teams that we thought might be at the top. Let's call it Baylor, Texas, OU. They've all lost. And, I mean, Oklahoma State, you know, their best win isn't super impressive, you know, against an Arizona State team that just fired their head coach. But at least they haven't faltered yet. So, I mean, I if I was doing a power rankings, I'd probably put the Pokes number one. But I, I don't feel great about it. You want to talk about Herm Edwards for a while or should we move on? <laughs> no, I think, we, I think we covered enough Herm Edwards on the last episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then, like, Oklahoma State's on a, a weird – week four by this year. And so, you know, we didn't get to see them on a Saturday where I thought we learned a decent amount about some other teams in the big 12, you know, Baylor winning in Ames. I was, I was impressed by that. I think that kind of, it doesn't absolve them of the BYU loss. Come on, go inside. Sorry, dealing with my dogs. Um, but, you know, shows they can beat a, a solid team on the road and, uh, you know, Nobody apologizes for Big Twelve road wins, so I don't know, man. If I was doing power rankings, it would be it would be legitimately difficult. I don't know who I would put number nine or ten at this juncture. Feels like anybody you put there is kind of a bit of a hot take, besides West Virginia. 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think West Virginia fairly easily. Um, Baylor, what did we really learn? I mean, they got a free first drive touchdown. Um, I would like to go back and watch that game, just like I I'll go back and watch the Texas Tech game. TCU struggles with SMU. Um, kind of. I mean, they ended up beating them by a touchdown, but I, I just have no idea. And, and all the way up and down, like we said, Kansas State, awful last week, bounce back this week. Texas Tech, uh, awful in some ways last week, bounce back this week. The defense, best part of last week, was not very good in the first half. Stellar in the second half today against Texas until the final drive where they use four plays to go get a field goal. Uh, and then you force the fumble in overtime. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm really, really excited about the big 12 this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I legitimately don't know. So like the teams that you might have put number nine, like if we agree that West Virginia is number 10, I think the teams that most people would have put nine before today was Texas tech. Who's one and oh in big 12 play with wins over two ranked teams. Yep. I've seen TCU in that spot. They're three and oh. They've won on the road at SMU, on the road at Colorado. So like I don't think you can put either one of them at number nine. And then you get to do you put four and oh Kansas at number nine? Do you put K State who just won in Norman at number nine? Do you put Texas who almost beat Alabama at number nine? I mean it it just doesn't I, I don't know who you put there. Um, alongside West Virginia, and even West Virginia, I don't think is going to be just a cakewalk for anybody. I, I think they're a competitive team. What are we playing? So, horseshoes, Kyle? Well, yeah, hand grenades. Almost maybe. beat Alabama. Uh, hey, hang the banner, man! That was a moral victory. It's their Super Bowl. Um, let's talk about the TCU SMU game because Max Duggan still the starter for TCU, and he had a good game. You know, he was a guy that we talked about before the season as. Kind of his biggest flaw was the inaccuracy. And, you know, great athlete, made a ton of plays with his feet. But, you know, career, I don't know, 55% passer. Well, he went 22 for 29 today. And, you know, this was their biggest test of the season to this point. You know, SMU, I I view them kind of similarly to Houston in terms of, like, they're not Power 5, but they're, they're better than a lot of Power 5 teams. And so... His play impressed me. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Now he did get a lot of yards on a push pass that you know that literally you or I could have made. But overall, I mean, I I thought they would be a bottom half of the Big Twelve team, and they still might be. But they continue to win road games, and Duggan looks like he's taking a step forward. How bad was Robert Meacham's offense, by the way, over at TCU? I'm not going to blame Sonny Cumbie. It was Robert Meacham's offense. Um. I mean, Max Duggan looks like a completely different quarterback. So, yeah, hey, good for you. Um, I, I, I mean, you have to do tiers. You were going through all the Big 12 teams earlier. Uh, you have to do tiers, and I think there's two tiers. Uh, there's nine teams, and then there's West Virginia. So there's two, two tiers right now in the Big 12. I, I need a couple of weeks before I can separate anybody. Um. But, yeah, Max Duggan, impressive so far. Jalen Daniels still consistently the best quarterback in the Big 12, and I I don't think that's her hyperbole anymore. We need to talk about that. Let me see if I can find the tweet. Um, He's got Heisman odds that have just absolutely boosted. Now, yeah. they won't stay that way because they'll lose a couple and you're says not going to have Heisman odds. What do you mean says, says who? who? What do you mean says who? I'll stop. I mean, we've been saying they're going to lose since uh, Tennessee Tech. All they do is win, man. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. All they uh, do is win. uh, That's all they've done this year. They played Duke and Tennessee Tech and West Virginia, who we just got – you got me all flustered, man, in Kansas. They beat West Virginia on the road. They beat Houston on the road. They Who beat we Duke. just put alone as the worst team in the Big 12. They now beat undefe- undefeated Duke at home. Oh, don't when, give me undefeated Duke. They beat Duke. When they should have been uh, hosting college game day. So I can't find the tweet, but I think he is 
at least earlier today at like some Heisman live odds, he was seventh best odds to win the Heisman Trophy, Jalen Daniels. And he was like, I don't know, probably not even on the radar to begin the to begin the season. So like Kansas as a bowl team, I feel like that's borderline lock at this point. I mean, they could just collapse, but they're four and oh. Um man, what a turnaround there. And and I I don't know if they're for real for real in terms of like are they gonna win eight or nine games, but they can score. Jalen Daniels is a baller. I, I said this to you on the on the radio show this morning. I think they might be a little bit like 2015 Texas Tech. They're going to lose some shootouts because their defense isn't great. But they can absolutely have a winning record this season, I think. Yeah, they, they're they a lot like 2016, I think. Or even 2013. I think they have a really good quarterback. Um, defense is still suspect. Uh, again, call me in five weeks on Kansas. <laughs> No, you can't. No, you need to give them a little more respect. Hey, hold on. No, I, I don't need to give them anything. But I'll let Chase uh, Chase Look, wants to talk about Kansas. No, well, hang on. No, this isn't. They beat Tennessee Tech. Let's wait on Kansas. They beat Tennessee Tech, and then they beat Houston on the road, West Virginia on the road, and Duke, undefeated Duke. I can do so, whatever I want. So I'll Look, wait on them. I'll wait maybe a week or two. I'm not waiting four more weeks on Kansas. They're real. Let me look at their schedule. All right, go ahead, Chase. Hey, Rob, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Rock chalk. Um, anyways, uh, the- <laughs> hey man, I've been saying it like they're my sleeper team. Been telling my buddies like, watch out for Kansas. It's not a pushover. And I said they're gonna start five and zero. I can't say after that, but they can beat Iowa State next week. They they legit have a shot at that. Daniels, Tell Daniels is the best of the three Daniels QBs in the Big Twelve. We can at least say that. Um. And I said this in Discord earlier. I think Joey McGuire just went on fourth down again, and Donovan finally did what Donovan's supposed to do. Make a couple of reads, don't find it, just bolt, dump it off, play the quarterback he's supposed to play. And that is why they won this game today. Outside of the ballsy-ass play calling by Joey and letting them go for it and just feeding off the crowd, Donovan did his job today. He just protected the ball and did his job, and it was Fucking perfect. Excuse my language, but I mean, family not, show chase. None of us, bleep me, none of us have been alive the last time that Texas Tech won uh, against UT in Lubbock in September. It's the dumbest stat ever. It never should happen again. But 1976 was the last time my dad was in high school. I mean, it's crazy. Man, you, you just dropped a Kyle Omling stat on us. Uh, a tech fact Saturday. Um, all right. Hey, new rule. Anybody who requests to speak when you come on, you have to tell us on a scale of one to 10, how real is Kansas? And you have to tell us power ranking the big 12, who's number one and who's number 10. Is that fair, Rob? Yes. You ready for this? Kansas is going to start six and zero, and then go. Oh, and six to finish. Hey, um, 20, 2016 Baylor, same deal. And then they won their bowl game against Boise state. Yep. That's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna finish seven and six. I'll lock it in. Okay, I I can go along with that. We have a believer, Kyle. We have a believer. We've converted him. Uh, rock chalk, baby. Um, Doss, I think you're next. What's up, man? You got to tell us how real is Kansas? Scale of one to ten. Power ranking the Big Twelve. Who's number one? Who's number ten? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. See, and what well, I never thought Kansas was too legit, you know, to like begin the year, but after seeing, you know, the West Virginia game and, you know, this week, and I, I would put Kansas at least like middle of the Big 12 so far. But who do you think is the best team in the Big 12, worst team in the Big 12, and then any other? Questions or comments you have for us? Doss, where'd you go, man? Did you pass out? I think we lost Doss. Kyle, let's go to the next. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have anybody else approved? Let me approve Mitchell real quick. 
Um, Mitchell, whenever that loads for you, how real is Kansas? Power rankings of the Big 12, who's number one, who's number 10, and then whatever your question or comment is. First off, shout out to Doss. I mean, that was just that – was, that was epic right there. Um, electric. Electric. Uh, I didn't know we were a Kansas podcast now, um, but I will say this. Uh, best in the Big 12. Right now it's too early. Blend between Baylor and Oklahoma State. Worst, uh, West Virginia. Sorry, Graham Harrell. We love you. Um, secondly, Blue Barrel and Abilene, Texas. The spot. I've been here for a minute, boys. Y'all know about that. Um, all I got to say is uh, I think Dana B is going to commit to Tech after a, a beautiful showing today. Somebody already said Donovan played a great game, didn't turn the ball over. And uh, I think both of y'all actually took Texas in the spread. So with that being said, boys, I don't really have much to say other than wreck them. Love y'all. And I'm out of here. Hey, Mitchell. Mitchell. Appreciate it. And that's why the emotional hedge always works, because either we were going to make some money or Texas Tech gets a huge win. And so we'll take it either way. Um, Let's see. Who's next? Chuck, I think you're next. We got Robert first. Oh, okay, Robert, go ahead. How real is Kansas? Who's number one in the Big 12? Who's number 10 in the Big 12? All right, number 10. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, number 10, I think, is West Virginia as well. I think TCU is number nine. But I wouldn't be surprised to see those two spots flip throughout the season. And uh, I think number one has a chance to end up being Baylor. But overall, I think it's still too early to tell. As so far, a lot of teams are looking good through week one of conference play. And I think KU's offense is legit. I think Jalen Daniels is a heck of a quarterback, but I think their defense has a lot to go. They might not have uh, given up as many points as people thought they would against Duke, but I think that's just also playing against Duke. A lot of uh, open receivers I saw today, but they definitely have improved a lot more than I think anyone thought they could this quick. But then in uh, the Texas Tech and Texas game, saw the end of that and uh, never would have thought Bijan Robinson would have fumbled in overtime like that. I was rooting for Tech for you guys, though. And then as a K-State fan, it was quite the difference in play calling today from what we saw against Tulane. And I think this aggressive offense where we took more shots downfield so teams weren't playing inside the box as much as Tulane got to get away with that, playing inside the box and against a conservative offense that wouldn't take shots. And we saw what happens when an offense does take shots downfield against the defense. It keeps them honest. But I think uh, next week I wouldn't be surprised to see KU beat Baylor. I think it's very possible they go bowling this year. But they're also – Well, you're like four weeks – hey, well, hold on. You're like four weeks in, in the future here. They Kansas plays uh, Iowa State next week. Are you talking about Kansas State? Uh, oh, here I was talking about I switched over. To, I forgot to switch over to KU, but I think it's okay. possible they go bowling. KU plays Iowa State. Yeah, I think that's a very winnable game okay. for them. All right. I, hey, appreciate, appreciate your call there, Robert. All right. Yeah, Hunter Decker. We, we got a bunch in the line here. Yeah. All right. Chuck, what's up, man? Um, Kansas is for real. I'm not going to say they're going to win eight games. Or nine games. Spreads. They're they're going to bowling. Um, worst team in the Big Twelve is certainly the Mountaineers. Um, they're just painful to watch. Uh, they will play at whatever level their opponent is. Um, best team in the Big Twelve, I want to say, is Oklahoma State. But Pistol Peter, I'm sorry, I can't say that for any team. Spencer Sanders is the quarterback of. Um. Man, guys, I think this conference is wide open. Like, I really do. Uh, Kansas Kansas State just showed how pede- – I don't want to say pedestrian because OU is still OU, but they're not, invis- they're not invincible. Uh, K-State looked great. I was really happy with, uh, with the adjustments that yep. we saw on offense today with Kitley. And I don't want to say, like, he dumbed things down because that's not a fair 
it's not fair to word it that way, but the changes he made were obviously effective. Donovan Smith did not turn the ball over today. That was huge. We did not beat ourselves. I know everybody was annoyed with me at halftime for being semi-positive about things, but yeah, I think I think this conference today. this conference is wide open, and I am really excited about the next two months of football. Hey, Chuck, we appreciate the dedication for you to chime in on Gauchos After Dark when I can hear your one-week-old crying in the background. It's, that's you know, actually – no, dude, that's actually a cat. You want to real quick – Oh, do you think that's a cat? <laughs> no, seriously, I swear to God. So when we had our first kid, like, cats meow for people. And because, like, cats domesticated themselves, he changed the way he meowed when we had our daughter. I swear to you, look it up. I'm not making this up. I have no reason to. But, yeah, he sounds like a baby. That's what I thought it was, and I was going to respect your priorities. But, um, thanks for the thoughts, Chuck. Um, Daniel, you're next. How real is Kansas? Who's number one in the Big 12? Who's number 10? If I had to pick a number one in the Big 12 right now, I would have to go with Oklahoma State, although picking number one right now is, you know, we're week four, so it's so squishy. I, it, I'm still leaning towards number 10 as West Virginia, although, you know, I, I know someone previously said they play to their opponent. But it's, I mean, that win against Virginia Tech was pretty dang good. Like, got to give it to them. Um, as far as Kansas goes, I, I'm not going to lie. There's a small, a, a very small portion of me I think y'all said it on your podcast with uh, uh, Kyle that there's a small portion of me that kind of wishes that Kansas would win the Big 12 this year. Um, I, 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 as far as how real they are, I don't know. I, I, I think that they could, you know, they're they're going to lose a, a a couple games, but I think that. Uh, I, I, I think that the Big 12 should legitimately, you know, it, Kansas is not a team that anyone in the Big 12 should look forward to their next opponent with. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, like, even if they're not totally legit as, like, a good team, they're not just an easy automatic win like they were for 95% of teams over the last decade. And so they're, they're, they're not who they once were. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're someone who – you know, everyone should, you know, actually highlight and study film on going forward. Honestly, it reminds me a lot of Big 12 basketball, like even the bottom of the conference, as quote-unquote bad as it is, and like you might go 6-12 and in Big 12 play, but like nobody wants to go to Manhattan or Stillwater over the last couple years to play a basketball game. Like those are still tough games to win. And so, especially now that there's fans in Lawrence and, you know, they're selling out the game against Duke, even if they are, six and six at the end of the year, that's not going to be an easy win, especially if you have to go to Lawrence. So I think at the very least, their ascendance has kind of really solidified the bottom of the Big 12 and made it to where nobody, especially on the road, is an easy out. Um, Adam, you're next. How real is Kansas? Who's number one? Who's number 10 in the Big 12? Yeah, man, just to qualify my statements, I am uh, I am a K-State homer. Uh, so I got I to gotta put that out, out there. That being said, I think... I think Kansas is pretty legit. Um, it's exciting to see them have, you know, being a K-State fan, it's exciting to see the potential for there to be a competitive rivalry there. Um, Jalen Daniels looking very strong. I mean, his odds boosted from, I think, 6, 000, plus 6,000 to plus 4,000 uh, after today as far as Heisman goes. Um, it's good to see Devin Neal get uh, some carries. I know he's always been talked up as being a, a really good running back, uh, and he only had – uh, let's see. So he had 700 yards last season and through four games, he's already got 258 yards and half of the touchdowns he had last season. So it's shaping up to be a good season for the running back as well. Um, moving on to kind of the rankings amongst uh, the big 12, I would have to go along with what most everyone else is saying that I think the Mountaineers are, um, unfortunately, the bottom of the conference. It's tough for me to say because they are, I would say, a generally pretty likable team. Um, but that's just the way the way it goes. Um, the top, I feel, is a bit of a toss-up. Um, 
I think after tonight's game versus Oklahoma, you know, K-State always shows up uh, against Oklahoma, so we'll have to see um, how those two teams kind of shake out the rest of the season. Uh, it was good to see Adrian Martinez really step into the role that K-State hoped he would be or that he would fill when they picked him up from Nebraska. Um, another thing of note tonight, there were no turnovers in that game, which has kind of helped Kansas State up until this point um, really seal the deal. Um, so it's it's kind of a different story than we've been used to this season. Um, but, and I'm belaboring the point anyway. I think it could be Baylor or Oklahoma State with a big question mark on Kansas State. Good thoughts. And I think it's fair to say, like others have said, it's wide open. And the fact that Texas and OU start 0-1, I think really just um, breaks the door open for somebody, anybody, whether that's Oklahoma State, Baylor, or kind of a dark horse candidate. Um, to potentially get there. Because, you know, at this point, Texas and OU, one of them has to take another L because they've played each other. I mean, I could totally see a 7-2, and two, maybe even a 6-3 and three team on a tiebreaker getting into that Big 12 championship game. So um, I think it just turns everything into a wide-open race in the Big 12. Um, Double T, Willie, you're next, man. What's up? Hey, guys. Appreciate you guys taking my call. Um, man, for the bottom, like everyone's saying, West Virginia just looks suspect. They do have a good win against Virginia Tech, but their inability to really move the ball is uh, it's concerning. Uh, as far as the top, you've got to look at Oklahoma State and Baylor. They look dominant, um, but there's not a full body of work yet. Let's get a couple more weeks into Big 12 play, and we'll be able to get a, a better picture of where the – top looks like i like our chances i think we look good man um as long as we're in the fight i think we have a chance to be a gritty hard-nosed team to punch out um talent wise i don't know if we're there along with baylor but i do think that we have the ability to stay in every single game uh as far as tonight i'm just glad to see that again like with the houston game we didn't give up we kept fighting and even though we you know, 21 seconds, we give up a field goal. We didn't get out of the fight. We stayed in it, and this is a – just like we said with Houston, it is a culture-building win. And for it to happen against UT, I just think it adds so much momentum moving forward for this program. Had Cliff or Matt had something like this at the beginning of their tenure – it could have possibly changed the trajectory of their entire, you know, coaching stint here. Uh, luckily, Joey's got it, and I think it's going to help us out moving forward. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, you you talk about the big win, the biggest win that uh, Cliff had on the schedule that 2013 win against TCU on a Thursday night. We thought was going to be great. Um, not to cheapen your point there, I, I think it's a really good point. And especially going three and one and having that NC State game so early. When you lose to a ranked team early, you either just go downhill or get battle tested. And I think this team got battle tested on the road. And that really helped coming back home. And now you get to get battle tested in the Big 12 and back to back weeks. Talked about learning about Kansas over the next couple. You're going to learn a lot about Texas Tech, too. Going to Manhattan and then to Stillwater, two huge games. Uh, Jabaro, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing well. What's up? Uh, we still doing the uh, the Kansas thing and the yeah, Big Twelve. Is, is Kansas for real? And then top and bottom teams in the Big Twelve. Um, I think Kansas is is an okay team. I think, like people were saying earlier, they're a six and six team. Um, as for like top, I think it's Oklahoma State, just like everyone else was saying. I think Tech is right there. As for Boston, West Virginia, just like everybody else. But I think Tech has a chance this year. I can't say who's top right now, but I know for sure at the bottom is West Virginia. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of West Virginias coming in the chat. Um, Rob loves to see I it. Agree. I agree. I mean, I've been saying this for two years. I'm glad everybody's catching up. 
Uh, Neil Brown is the worst coach in the Big 12, the, the worst <laughs> team in the Big 12. Uh, we can all double down on that. And if it if it means, you know, y'all keep saying, oh, great win from uh, Kansas over West Virginia. West Virginia sucks. I mean, you're, you can't have it both ways, guys. I mean, it's either a good win or West Virginia sucks. Well, okay, they won by 13 on the road as 13-point dogs. So they outperformed the spread by 26. <laughs> JT Daniels threw a pick six in overtime. D- does that not count? Unlikely 13-point win of all time. It was on the scoreboard, wasn't it? That counts. Oh, my God. All right. How many other teams have outperformed the spread by 26 on the road this year, Rob? I just would like to get into Big 12 play before we start crowning Kansas as anything. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll keep waiting on Kansas, I guess. But I I don't know. I think they're semi-legit, at least. Semi. Um, what does it mean, Rob, for Texas and OU, um, if not the well, – so they were the two betting favorites in Vegas preseason. Uh, now, Baylor got some respect in, like, the preseason media poll or coaches poll. But I think it's fair to say Texas and OU were among the favorites to win the conference title. Starting out 0-1, what does that mean for the conference title race and just, like, Big 12 football moving forward this season? Yeah, I think we could just double down saying it's wide open. Uh, whenever the favorites lose early, they're having to fight back to get on top. Um, it's just simple math. I know you like math, Kyle. Um, so so if Oklahoma is, is beaten early and they still have to play Bedlam and they still have to play Iowa State, who they struggle with, and they still have to play Texas and the Red River rivalry, you're saying – one of those two teams is still going to get a loss. Uh, Texas still has to play Kansas, so there's a lot of uh, right. things out there for these for these two programs. In Lawrence. In Lawrence, which is probably an easier game for Texas. They can't beat them in Austin, but yeah. Uh, if you're looking at if you're just looking at these two teams as kind of the favorites, which I don't know that you and I did, certainly Oklahoma, um, you're just having to reassess and you're going to have to find out who's for real because Kansas state under climate has been a little Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Um, That's going fair. back to year to year and week to week. So we'll see who they are next week. I mean, I, I know you and I've talked about this before, Rob, but uh, the Kansas state game last season, uh, Texas tech loses because they don't score a single point in the second half and they fire their head coach. But you remember the buildup to that game. K state fans were fed up with climate and they were talking about, potentially firing him if they yeah. lost that game. Loser gets and, fired, yeah. And, you know, then they finish the season, you know, pretty good. A great bowl win against LSU. They win in Norman tonight after losing to Tulane. So I think Jekyll and Hyde is a totally fair comparison there. Um, before we get to more speakers, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Gaucho's After Dark, sponsored by our friends at Barnett Howard & Williams Law Firm, bhwlawfirm.com. Uh, they help with personal injury cases. They're certified for Title IX student litigation, they handle cases all across the state of Texas. So they hope you never need them, but they're here in your corner. If you do, Barnett, Howard & Williams, bhwlawfirm.com. And we would love to hear from some of our listeners and followers from across the Big 12, not just Texas Tech fans. Uh, so if you're OK State or K-State, anybody like that, you want to chime in and give us your two cents on your team, feel free to. Uh, but we'll get to Mark real quick. Uh, Mark, how you doing? Doing wonderful, man. Feeling flying high after uh, the events of this evening. So, uh, but no, just just piggybacking off what everybody else said. You know, um, I think that uh, we're seeing some changes that I really really like out of this team. It looked really good as far as like I think one of you guys alluded to not dumbing the playbook down, but making it more accessible. You've got a quarterback who we I think we absolutely watched mature as the game went on this evening, and I was just super impressed by that. But <clears throat> as far as the uh, as far as the other questions that you guys are talking about, obviously West Virginia's worst right now. Um, number one, I've, I mean, it's it obviously toss up between Baylor and Oklahoma State. I'm leaning more towards Baylor simply because I don't think there's another coach in the Big Twelve that gets as much out of his players as Aranda does, and he's just kind of. Uh, He's got that that dog in him, and you know he brings he brings the best out of his players every week. Um, uh, as far as you know, everything else, I just I, I think we're definitely in the conversation as being somewhere towards the top. I think 
with this coaching staff that you see everybody continue to mature and people continue to buy into the program. And I think our trajectory is way up. I certainly hope so. I, I am trying not to get too emotionally high after this Texas win because it's, as Joey McGuire said, just another Big 12 win. Uh, you don't want to put too much weight on it. But I, I certainly think if you can take aspects of what you did against Houston and aspects of what you did against NC State and aspects of what you did against Texas and put it all into one game, you can beat anybody in the Big 12 for sure. All right. Uh, thank you, Mark. We will move on to uh, Cole. Great name, by the way. Best team in the Big 12, worst team in the Big 12, and is Kansas legit? Oh, shit. Uh, I joined late. So, uh, best team in the Big 12. I, I mean, it's probably Oklahoma State. <clears throat> I would just say just by default. Um, and worst team. Uh, man, that's tough. This is a tough question because it just seems like the Big 12 is just going to be insane this year. Um, worst team, I'll go West Virginia. I don't even know. That's been a popular answer. I, I know they just came off the dub, but, like, who knows? I don't know. That's a tough question. Who knows? It just seems like everyone's going to just get everyone's best shot every week. Uh, what was your last question? Uh, just your thoughts, man. What, what were you joining for? Oh, yeah, I just want to chime in. Uh, congrats to Tech on the uh, big one against Texas. Kind of like what you said, Rob, about, you know, if you can piece together different aspects aspects of each game. Um, I'm a K-State fan, so, uh, and you know, everything there. So, like, you know, special teams against South Dakota State, you know, defense against Missouri, offense against Oklahoma tonight. Like, if K-State can put – all the pieces together week after week, which, you know, it's going to be really hard to do, but kind of right where you're at, I think, you know, they can absolutely be at the very top and have a chance at the end of the season. They just got to find that consistency, consistency to do all those things. Um, But no, it's been a great day of football. Go cats. And uh, another big win by climbing against OU. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for chiming in and, you know, looking ahead to a week from today, the winner of Texas Tech K-State is going to be 2-0 and in the Big 12 and have a road win under their belt and have a win over either Texas or OU under their belt. Um, so that, like I said, kind of funny that that wound up being the 11 a.m. ESPN Plus game next week. I don't think anybody expected those two teams to be jockeying for a position at the top of the Big 12 after two weeks of conference play, but here we are. And uh, I'm glad Adrian Martinez didn't write back uh, TTU two and one. You're next, man. What's up? Uh, we lost him. Um, okay, he's back. Let me see. Uh, TTU two and one. What's up, man? I'm so sorry about that. I'm currently in Murdo Hall right now, and uh, the Wi-Fi here sucks. So it's just Texas Tech Wi-Fi problems. Um. So obviously, great win tonight. I'm, I mean, yeah. Earlier today, um, my question is to you guys: Where do you guys see uh, Texas Tech? Uh, it's about a month in. We've seen four games. Um, when I saw the schedule when it came out, um, I was predicting like I was being realistic: five, seven, six, six. After seeing a month of games and seeing where the Big 12 is right now, um, what is your prediction for this uh, Texas Tech team? And, I mean, Joey McGuire is getting these guys pumped up, um, pump jack mentality, of course. Um, So I want to know, what are you guys thinking of uh, where Texas Tech is headed uh, for the rest of the schedule? So, yeah. Yeah, thank you for the question. So before the season, Rob and I did some like season prop bets. And one of the questions I posed was, would you take three and three going into the bye week or would you roll the dice? Rob, do you remember what your answer was to that question? Roll the dice. I I said roll the dice too. And I'm glad I did because right now three and three is your floor, even if you lose the next two, uh, which they're both going to be tough games, by the way. But obviously you could 
theoretically do better. Whereas had you taken the three and three, you're capping your ceiling. So I think even worst case scenario, let's say you do go into the bye three and three. Um, maybe that means you're not getting very good quarterback play. And I think Shuck will be available after the bye week. Maybe that factors in. But I, I think you're going to be a really tough out for a lot of teams at home. And at this point, sitting at three and one today with how tough this team seems between the ears and like, I mean, the Houston games and the Texas games were not identical, but very similar just in terms of as a, as a fragile minded fan sitting there in the stadium, watching the game, it's here we go again. You know, I've seen this movie a million times. We lose this game every time, but the players and the coaches are tough as nails and they're figuring out a way to win these games. And so I, I love to see them living up to the brand that they've identified for themselves that we heard about all off season. Cause it's one thing to say we're the toughest, hardest working, most competitive team in the country. It's another thing to show it in my opinion, twice in a row in uh, two ranked wins at home. So uh, at this point to answer your question, I'd be, I'd be a little bit disappointed if you didn't get to a bowl game at least. So let's say six and six as kind of the, the floor and man, I would love to see you find a way to win seven games in the regular season, maybe eight with a bowl. Um, so that's kind of where my expectations are at. I don't know what you think, Rob. Yeah, seven and five seems like a good number. I'm looking at our preseason picks, just the game by game. Uh, Kyle, you had Texas Tech at eight and four with a four and one start loss to NC State. Right uh, on track. I also, I, I also had them starting three and one with a win over Texas and a loss to NC State. Uh, but whereas you think uh, or thought beforehand they beat Kansas State, I think they'll lose the next two. So or thought, I think Kansas State looks uh, more realistic today than it did before the season. Uh, DH, what's up, man? Got uh, Delta, Michael, Delta. Can you hear me? Simple. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate both of you, Gauchos and Rob. I'm just eating up all the material y'all are throwing out during the week and uh, just love every bit of it. So appreciate you guys first and foremost. Uh, Second, regarding this Kansas thing, uh, I I just put me in the camp of people that uh, thinks everybody kind of needs to calm down a little bit. Uh, Kansas is a team that's been so abysmally bad. I think that now that they have one more conversation. Your question would be, are they better? And then that, that's all. I don't know. Uh, their first game is against like Tennessee Tech or something, which is like the equivalent of our Murray State. And then uh, they beat Duke. They beat U of H. U of H is a quality win. But, I mean, um, if Kansas is legit, then you would have to say that Texas Tech is definitely legit. Knowing the landscape – 12, everybody's going to say, you know, every team in the Big 12 seems to have a puncher's chance, which is going to be bad. Texas Tech fans are really any fan ever really wanted is just a, a chance. You just want to know your team has a chance to win the dang game. And that's what's made uh, kind of added to the malaise of, of Raider land over the, over the past decade is you, you get in and then your, your heart is broken or you feel like you don't have a shot. What I'm seeing this year We've got fight. We've got a chance. There's a chance. You're still hanging in there in the third and fourth quarter. You can win this thing. It's going to be good and bad, I can see. You know, we're going to have games this season where it's a puncher's chance and we fall short. Very well could happen and will happen. So I'm just excited to be able to tune in on the, hey, we could have some fun. It's like kind of like the good old days. So I hope it continues. Anyway, wreck them, guys. Yeah, great thoughts. And I was actually – talking about that with some friends after the game um, from the student vantage point because students for the last decade they didn't have they didn't have literally a single win like this to hang their hat on to tell their friends about to tell their younger brother who is you know starting as a freshman this year about like they had none of that and now they've got they like if you showed up as a freshman this year at tech you stormed the field twice you haven't seen tech lose a game at the jones and there's this sense of like, if I'm not there, if I don't stay till the very end, I'm going to miss out on something big. And that is one of the main things that's been missing is the the juice and the atmosphere in the in the stadium 
because people show up because they've got tickets and they leave at halftime and we lose. And it's just like, it hasn't been a fun experience, especially for 20 year olds that have, uh, you know, every other option at the world, uh, at their fingertips. So it, it is really good to see what you're saying where there's not a team on the schedule. I don't see that. You just know like, okay, yeah, that game's going to be over at halftime. We don't have a shot. And the more games you are in, in the fourth quarter, and the crowd's into it, the better, and like they'll keep coming back, and we we got to just keep building up on that. So that's that's been really good to see that part kind of quickly turn around under McGuire. A couple of other scores: uh, USC ten to seven in the fourth quarter, uh, fourteen to ten. BYU leads Wyoming at halftime. Utah twenty four to six over Arizona State. I tried for the new coach bump. I don't think that's going to work. It was a sixteen point line though. Uh, and then Stanford, Washington. Stanford stinks. Is David Shaw finally going to get fired? That's another no, question. No, no. Um, I don't think they care enough. How about Wazoo? They they almost won. They wound up losing, but they almost had a win over Wisconsin and Oregon um, under their belt to start 4-0. and They kind of choked that way. But, but Eric Morris, their offensive coordinator, they seem to be doing all right. Dog. Joel Filani's out there, too. Dog. <laughs> um, let me pull up my picks and see how I did today. I think it wasn't good because I did a lot of prop bets as like emotional hedges. Um, so I, na- I nailed Baylor, nailed TCU. Um, oh, Sonny Cumbie, Louisiana Tech. They lost by 24. Um, had A&M winning. Took the over. So look at this, Rob. The total in K-State uh, OU was 53.5, and, and they scored 75. Um, that was strictly a pick based on K-State going 0-3 against the over to this point. I was like, they're, they got to go over eventually. So I had the over in that one. Um, but yeah, I missed everything related to the Tech UT game because I, uh, I was emotionally hedging. So I missed out on that and Louisiana Tech. I also emotionally hedged today. I picked Florida plus 11 against my Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, that cashed. What? Your Tennessee Volunteers? Yeah, yeah, they're going to win the East over Georgia. Oh, oh, right, yeah, because we're fading um, Georgia. I faded this team on A&M, who started uh, minus six, got to minus two and a half, and Arkansas lost by two, so that sucked. Uh, lost Oklahoma, lost the under on Texas Tech, lost Texas Tech minus five. I thought Indiana Power 5 team could stay with Cincinnati. They did not. Yeah, I'm awful today. 4-7 and seven so far. And I still have 0-5 to finish so far. Oh, yeah, this is brutal. But I'm plus 8 in the last 7, so plus 15 in the last 30. We'll take today it. Won't, today won't hurt too bad. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, what's up, man? Uh, just looking back, recapping the day, I've got some slander. Um A&M is not good. They lost to App State, who lost to James Madison today. They barely beat Miami at home, who then proceeded to lose to Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee's first win over a ranked opponent in their school's history. Um, Arkansas barely beat Missouri State last week at home. Today was a tickle fight, and... Everyone's supposed to look at it and say, oh, SEC. No, the SEC West is Alabama and a bunch of other middle-of-the-road Big 12 schools. They are not good at football, and they will be exposed in bowl season, even after they selectively choose the best matchups for their teams. Okay, that was all. I think that was all the slander I've got for now. I've got more. I'll, I'll keep looking. Do you, uh, do you know what Middle Tennessee State's mascot is? Why would I know that, Kyle? They are. So here's why. They're the Blue Raiders. And so I saw. Okay, I don't hate it. (laughs) It it was like Red Raiders and Blue Raiders shaking hands. And where they were shaking hands was like Texas and Miami not being back. So there was also a year in the NCAA tournament where you were in the same region as Middle Tennessee. And I was like, we need a Red Raiders, Blue Raiders matchup. But it, it didn't pan out. Well, see, now you're also making me think of, not to slander Hudson Carr, but you want to talk about, like, the epitome of bus driver. Like you said, red and blue, and that just immediately made me think of what I said in the Discord today. 
was he's going to look great playing for SMU next year after Art shows up in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he would do well at SMU. He's he fits the profile for sure. He he he's uh, got the SMU quarterback name. He's you know he's yes. he's a bus driver. You know he's not going to wow you, but he's going to put you in a spot to win a game. I would love to see him start over Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning next year. If you if he earns the job in fall camp like he did this year, uh, before the boosters stepped in, but uh, if he doesn't that, go that route, then I'm long be a good saying in the yeah I'm long saying in the pod that like just completely shoots it down. I'm like Diddy, <laughs> Diddy Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, Chuck. Terry, you're next. What's up? Your bearded Terry. Going once, Terry. Going twice. All right, we can we can maybe try and come back to Terry in a minute. Uh, in the meantime, we've got Quinn three in the uh, in the spaces. What's up, man? A brave Texas fan. And he's gone. Well, he tried. Yeah. I was actually curious to see what that was about. He uh, he commented earlier, he took Texas Tech as an emotional hedge and cashed. So, I'm sure he was just going to tell us about that. Yeah, good for him. I won't, I won't out anybody here, but after the game, I was hanging out in the, in the West Side parking lot and uh, ran into a listener of ours. And he was like, yeah, I wasn't going to – wasn't going to bet on this game, but had one too many last night and put 500 bucks on the tech money line at plus 240. <laughs> I was like, well, you go, man. So he got like $1,200 today. Um, I, I normally would not recommend that uh, that betting strategy for anybody, but it worked out for him. So uh, good to him. Terry, are you in? Yeah, I, I didn't want to get into mixing in with all you guys. Just wanted to say. Let's go, Red Raiders. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, that's a good one to end on, I think. Sounds good. Hey, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Gaucho's After Dark, sponsored by Barnett, Howard, and Williams. If you weren't here at the beginning, they get credit for the win today because uh, one of their guys was on Texas minus six and a half as the emotional hedge, and so they're taking credit for the win. BHWLawFirm.com. We do Gaucho's After Dark spaces every college football Saturday to kind of recap uh, that day in college football around the big 12. Appreciate y'all joining in and listening. And uh, I guess that's it. Love y'all. Somebody go check on DOS.